back to On the Block with Strick and Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. On the block, my name is Nate Brennan. He is the Husker Hall of Famer, nine-year NBA vet Eric Strickland. You're listening to 93.7 The Ticket, 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sarder Heyman Text Line. As always, we want to hear from you. You can also check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. See what's going on here in the studio. Reach out to us on all of those platforms as well. If you head over to YouTube, give us a like, give us a subscribe. Give us a share. We greatly appreciate all of you chiming in as you always do on all of those platforms. We're going to head to the Honda Lincoln Hotline where we have Brian Munson on 3 Husker Online. Brian, how you doing today? Hey, guys. What's up? Well, nothing much. Just getting ready for a little uh, Illinois week for sure. We're talking a little basketball too. Basketball right around the corner. That's certainly fun. Again, Brian Munson, Husker Online on 3 Sports. Uh, Brian, the, the bye week is now behind us. Mm-hmm. And now we're heading into to Illinois, so this this is certainly going to be a test for for the Huskers. And the text line has asked us today, and I'm going to ask you, what do you think Nebraska's keys to stopping the run are going to be? Because we know that Illinois comes in with a great rushing, great running game, and Nebraska's kind of struggled stopping the run this year. How does Nebraska break that mold and stop the run this weekend? Sure, tackling. I mean, there's no, there's no, um, um, there's no magic here. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing that can be done to, to wave a magic wand and all of a sudden Nebraska has got a, an elite defense. Right. Uh, what 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 Nebraska has been able to do under under the direction of Bill Bush is, I think, essentially what what it is. What you see now is what you're going to kind of get, and what it kind of comes down to then is just plain sound defense and making the tackles if a lot of a lot of what illinois is able to do and i watched illinois in week one and they were they were god awful i mean i'm not gonna lie the game between indiana and them it was terrible it was awful to watch but they have improved they have gotten better and a lot of their running comes after contact they are able to turn three yards contact into six into five and they're able to kind of just bounce off the of guys. They've got bowling ball qualities is how I kind of tend to put it when it comes to judging a running back. They, they have an ability to kind of bounce off of things and, and power through people and, and, and get additional yardage. Um, Nebraska, unfortunately has, has uh, had problems with that. Yeah. And uh, they, they have not really been able to, to defend well when it comes to that. And, and I think that that lends itself then obviously to the time of possession you know that Illinois is is more than likely going to win against Nebraska, so you have to be effective with the football. When you do have the football, you're going to want to take some time off the clock, and you're going to have to put points on the board each and every time because this is just going to be like one of those. Was it the Georgia Southern game where Nebraska only touched the, touched the football like what three times in the first half? Mm-hmm. Like wasn't wasn't it some crazy number? Yeah. It's going to be <clears throat> it's going to be similar because you have that ability to kind of just. Let the clock roll, get your yardage, clock rolling. Whether it's a completed pass or obviously the run kept on the ground, after they move the chains, you know, that clock starts to run. It's going to be a very similar thing. It's going to be to slow it down, wear you out, get you to screw up, 
you know, and obviously put the pressure then on your offense to be effective in the few amount of times that you're going to get the football. Yeah, so listen, we could stay on this right now, but I want to I want to throw this at you, uh, Brian. Mm-hmm. Iowa cannot score over ten to fourteen points a game. Yep. Where do they go from here? Like, what can you do? Where can you go? There's no one going to show up and be better than Petrus at this point. Where are they at on the recruiting? Is it a transfer portal heavy season for them? I mean, I'm just throwing a lot of questions out there because this is a holistic thing, and I just I'm I'm dumbfounded right now because they held on in there, but you just can't expect their defense to just stay out there that long. <laughs> You've got to be you know, able to do something on. But go ahead. Yeah, and, and, and I'll be honest with you too, man. I mean, strict. It's I've not seen like something that just makes you want to jump out of my seat and and say that Iowa is the best team in the Big Twelve, Big Ten West for the last four or five years. But consistently, they're there because what they tend to do so well is they are they are such an optim, optimistic or opportunistic, excuse me, um, team. They they tend they tend to make the other team screw up, whether they're doing it through you know defensive turnovers or special teams or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. and it always takes the pressure off that offense. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line because that offense is incredibly ineffective. You 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 can and their best play their their one play is kind of like that cross field drag flood mm-hmm. where you get guys at multiple levels and then the quarterback kind of rolls that way and then there's kind of an option between, for the linebacker that's in the flat to mm-hmm. take the guy in front of them or go behind. That's their favorite play. Yeah, it, that is their that is their go to. That is their bread and butter. It's just like Osborne's triple option. That is that is what Ference loves to do. And, it, and it's it's so maddening because you can't really defend it very well. But at the same time, it's like they've got they're a one trick pony when it comes to that, and, and they and they have to wait for something good to happen in another another the other two parts of the football game, basically to then move ahead, take some time off the clock because their offense they simply can't go out there and just pound somebody. They they are incapable. They're unable to go ahead and, and go out there and just start and just start running over people. Mm-hmm. The, the quarterback, oh my goodness, I have watched him a couple three times this season, and I, I I'm sitting here wondering why Iowa wasn't a bigger player for Adrian Martinez. Yeah, right. I I just, I just don't even I cannot even fathom to me it doesn't even I don't even understand how you go into the season saying this is my guy. my guy this is this is our these guy. two. Are my guys <laughs> right? Right, and, and they've got you know they've got a decent recruiting class. Obviously, they were able to, to lock down Caden Proctor, who who Nebraska wanted, who didn't even visit Nebraska. I mean, he's like a top ten recruit nationally, an offensive tackle. They're mm-hmm. they're rated similarly, you know, to Nebraska. They're sitting about the same number of commitments and stuff like that. But that just tells me that they're going to be very very active in the portal. They're, they're they've got some things that they know they have to go ahead and shore up. Um. But they've got is just it's just about as much rebuild with them. But they're like skill position guys that they need, and you flip it over, and it's like Nebraska's looking for the the guys in the trenches and, and generating pass rush and, and a safety. It's like it's like that's what really Nebraska's looking for. Mm-hmm. But you could flip it over for Iowa. Iowa needs to find skill position guys quick. Quick question: Are you buying Hendon Hooker? The quarterback with Tennessee, uh, uh, Jackson, the former, Tennessee. the former Hokie, 
the former Hokie, Hendon Hooker, the quarterback, the one that's leading the charge right now for the 7-0, 5-0 in conference, and number three, Tennessee Volunteers. Are you, vi- are, you, are, you, are you buying or selling him as a Heisman hopeful? Well, he beat Alabama. Um, uh, 276 I, with three TDs this year, but obviously it was this week, but it was UT Martin. So let's be real. There wasn't yeah. nobody. <laughs> I, I, you know, here, here's the thing. I mean, I think that Tennessee was two years ahead last year. I think that they're a year ahead this year. They're, cl- they're clearly in a much better standing. I think that a lot of people really kind of gave them hope to be, you know, so far and, and recruiting has taken off. Well, there, as a, as a result, when you have that type of success, knocking off Alabama, it's going to it's going to get some people to take a notice and it's going to put you in a strong position to kind of keep running at that at that rate and be that successful and obviously they've got an amazing quarterback committed in the 2023 class um I, i'd say right now I'm, I'm having a hard time trying to figure out if i would put anybody else above him um I, i'd say it's have to be legit because he's one of what six undefeated teams right now tennessee because you've got you got like five other five other schools, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to say yeah, he's he's legit. Yeah, I'm gonna buy him as well, Brian. Because as a former Hokie, I say that Virginia Tech claims him as their first Heisman Trophy winner. I don't see why not. Just go ahead and throw it, a, <laughs> throw it in the rafters there in Blacksburg. Why not? Brian Munson, Husker Online on three, join us right now, Brian. Last question I've got for you: uh, Malachi Coleman officially commits to Nebraska. This didn't yep. really come as too much of a surprise to us. I know that you said that we should probably anticipate uh, him coming to Nebraska. But as a hopeful receiver in Mickey Joseph being the interim head coach, does this maybe say something about Mickey solidifying his role in Nebraska, or is it just kind of too early to tell? I think it's a little too early to tell. But, I mean, if, if you're reading the tea leaves, guys, I mean, if even if Mickey Joseph is not – the head coach at the end of this search that Trev is that that Trev is leading, I would say that that Mickey as well as some other coaches on the staff that, that have proven themselves as recruiters and, and obviously seem to have an eye and have have a vision for what needs to happen with that program and what needs to happen with that roster. I would say that they can make a pretty compelling argument or statement about staying there, and and, and I, I I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they have. An, great contacts in the end of these huge pipeline states like Louisiana. If you talk to Applewhite, you got Texas and Mississippi mm-hmm. and Tennessee, and he's getting some guys in, in Illinois and Michigan to take a look and Bill Bush, what he's able to do around Kansas city. And, and Oh yeah, by the way, Mickey Joseph, you know, played for Nebraska and Bill Bush has coached Nebraska before. And he's originally a Nebraska guy. And Applewhite's just been nothing but loyal and worked and worked his tail off since getting to Lincoln. Right. Um, those are those are incredible things that you can go back and just sell the, the, the new head coach if it's not Mickey and say, I think you're going to want to talk to these three guys and think about retaining them. Absolutely. I, I think that is the case, too. Um, I think there's still a way, there's a pathway for him to get this done. No greater way than to get it started is by – Winning this game at home against a ranked opponent that that would be which you haven't done since 2016, which we uh, we had a trivia with Oregon. <laughs> that that's the wow. last time you beat a ranked opponent. So that's that's that could be a tremendous thing that can yeah. make some. It was headway. really it was really against Helfrich. That's the last yep. time. 2016. 2016. It's crazy. Wow. That long. That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So you know, with that being in mind, like like. 
the staff right now, I, like I agree with you. I think that you would have to look at probably Bush. You would have to look at um, you would have to look at uh, definitely Apple White, what he's been able to do. And I, I, I like I like what you had to say. Now, let's go second tier. Do you do you even throw Riola in that mix? Um, who else? Because, you know, I, I, I still think there's a deficiency at the linebacker position. That's my, my thought. Yeah. I'm still a little bit uncertain on the, on the DB position. Still not sold on that. Um, tight end position. I'm still not sold on, on the full, full aspect of that. So you, I, I'm, I'm going to agree with you, but what other one or two do you think could mm. be in that second tier? Well, I think Sean Becton has got, uh, tremendous recruiting contacts in the state of Georgia, and he's done a he's done a great job um, recruiting that state up to this point. And, and I think that that could be of a huge assistance, at least if you're even if you're as a as a coach, you want to talk to him about kind of kind of gapping it a little bit with him and, and seeing if you can kind of get him to stick around for for a while and, mm-hmm. and give him give him some give him not a reason to go ahead and have to go ahead and run out the door. Um, I, you know, I, I I think Rayola is is interesting. I'm not sure he's had a whole lot to work with. Yeah, and, I, that's where I agree. Yeah, and, and I just, I, I don't know really what you can kind of go ahead and make. It's like me telling you, hey, as a painter, you know, go ahead and, and, and paint this wall. And oh, by the way, I'm not going to give you any brushes. You know, and it's just like, I, I, you're very limited, of course, with, with whatever you got. And I just, I feel like, I feel like he, he deserves to have an opportunity to, to kind of show that, number one, he can recruit, and number two, that he can develop. And, and I don't think that there's been... Much of an opportunity. I think that the in-state guys are going to help out, but they need to go get some some JUCO guys. They need to get some portal guys. I'll be interested to see what they do there. And then I want to see, of course, uh, if he gets a chance, he needs to show what he can do with that development and shoring some things up. I like the fact that he's been trying to, to mix it up and, and find the right combination, but injuries and mm-hmm. just a lack, I think a real lack of depth and options, I think, beyond you know that five, six, seven guys that maybe were there. Once you kind of got into that lower that lower level stuff, the guys just weren't developed and they weren't ready. I agree. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, especially that offensive line going against a, a strong defensive line there for Illinois, too. Just yeah. strong defense in general. Brian, I know you guys are breaking down a lot of the Malachi Coleman stuff, breaking down uh, leading up to Illinois. People want to get more great content from you. How can they do so? Come on over to Husker Online. Uh, we've had a lot of free articles up actually over the weekend. The, the Malachi stuff, for the most part, was free. There's great links in there talking mm-hmm. about you can get 12 months for 10 bucks. I'm going to have some stuff coming up here pretty quick. They offered seven junior college players over wow. the last probably 72, 96 hours so, since like Friday. So a lot of stuff over there talking about the big one they offered last night. Larry Johnson, mm-hmm. six seven, three hundred and sixty five pounds, Ooh, man. Oh yeah. So <laughs> beef. Yeah, very very exciting stuff. Awesome. Where's the beef? Yeah, we could definitely use that. That's for sure. Brian, we appreciate you. Hopefully, uh, next Monday we're talking about a victory for Nebraska. I can't wait. Hopefully that happens. Awesome. Thank you. For jo- thank you for joining us, Brian. Later, guys. All right, there he goes, Brian Munson. As always, we appreciate having him on the show. Bring some great insight. Bring us some recruiting, too. Looks like Nebraska active on the recruiting trail. Yeah. Despite sticking with an interim coach, too. Yeah. yeah, despite the uncertainty, they're still getting recruits still out there on the recruiting trail. Always great to see. And we're getting ready for a game against Illinois. And we're going to bring in two guys that break it down better than anyone else. Jay Foreman in studio. Derek Pearson, DP. Also in studio, we'll have a little crossover with the guys from Old School. Coming up next, 93.7 The Ticket.